All right, we're back with another episode of Ryan Seaman and Friends, and uh, this week's guest on my show, uh, I'm really happy to have him up here because I've, I've, I haven't known him that long, but uh, I saw some of his videos on, uh, on Instagram, and I thought he was, uh, he was a really great drummer. So this is another drummer I've had on my show, and then uh, we, we were talking on the internet for a little bit, and then I, I met him in Singapore, of all places, <laughs> right? I mean, like, in person, it's like the first time we got to, like really meet i mean i went up to you and i was like hey man uh i'm ryan and then we just hit it off and, and talked I, forever and so yeah. yeah sorry to cut you off during your introduction but i've actually known you a lot longer than you've known me yeah, yeah, well, as did, creepy <laughs> as that sounds <laughs> i love i love that though man because you're such you're such a great fucking drummer i'm telling you anyway so i need to introduce you now <laughs> this is tosh the drummer so he came up here all the all the way to uh the Adobe Studios, all the way from uh Fullerton. Th- thank you so much for coming out, man. Dude, absolutely. You know, I know I know how busy you are. I know how there's there's so many things you're doing all the time. I, I keep a keep a good eye on you. Good, you man. Know? Good, you should. You should keep <laughs> an eye on me. I know. I'm gonna keep an eye on you for forever. <laughs> uh so so Tosh, I mean, I have this show because I want to get to know my guests better. And just just people that are in music, you know. So like for me, ex- for example, like I grew up um I grew up mostly like in Utah playing drums, cool. like like middle school, high school, and that's kind of like where I got my start. But I always think that like we're on like the like a linear path, and so yeah. I always want to hear other people's stories about like how they, you know, got into what what they're into, like wh- how they got into music, basically. Yeah. And so I just think you're such a great, creative, nice guy, and uh, you know, I just want to have you up here, and I want I want to hear your story of just like how you became Tosh the drummer. You know? <laughs> Hell yeah. So. Uh, um, Take 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 me back to when you were like first starting. Like what? So what? What was what was it like growing up in California? You were from California, originally, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, born and raised in Orange County, Fullerton. Yeah, my whole life. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I grew up. Uh, my dad's a drummer, so yeah. obviously I grew up with drums in the house, kind of always just banging on stuff. And um, you know, I I always like I always loved it. When I was two, they got me a drum set. My mm-hmm. parents. Um, and I would always just practice on that. And then when I was five, I got like my first like full size drum set because mm-hmm. I kind of outgrew the the toddler kit sure. pretty quickly and yeah, yeah. had to go to my dad's drums, you know. Totally. Uh, and yeah, I got a full size drum set. I got a double bass pedal, and I was like, I'm just gonna start practicing everything, you know. And um, I I really can't remember a time where it wasn't what I like knew I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and to tell you the truth, like because my dad like that's what he did for a living, it's like. It was never like a thought of like, oh, I hope I get to do this. It was like, in my young, innocent mind, I was just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be a drummer for a living. Like that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just be a touring drummer. Like, you so, know. so your, your your dad obviously he's a drummer. Like, who who is who is some bands uh, he's played for and stuff. So uh, he played in the English Beat and mm-hmm. uh, like General Public and stuff, and uh, he did that for a while, right? You know, kind of up until I was like born, and uh, and then uh, yeah. he still he still played with a bunch of other people after I was born. Sure. And uh, so I just remember like growing up, going to his shows and stuff. And, and so you've uh, been you've been in it like the whole time. Yeah, I've been okay. I've been around music my whole life and stuff. And and we have like you know obviously my dad being a musician, all his mm-hmm. friends are musicians and stuff. And like so we just kind of always grew up around music. My my siblings and I. I have an older brother and a younger sister. Okay. And uh, we all just we all love music and stuff. And okay. I was just kind of like got really like addicted to practicing and I still am like I just sit there and like work on weird shit all day yeah um and that's really where like you know it, so I've just kind of been doing that my whole life but it's it was never for any other reason other than just like I loved it so much you know mm-hmm. I uh 
yeah, just sit there and practice weird exercises all day, and it, and it felt right, you know? <laughs> I love that. You were telling yeah. me, so did you started off on, like, double bass, like, when you first started playing drums? Like, did that, that happen all at once? Well, kind of. Like, so I'd been playing drums for a few years, like, but yeah. I, was a, I was a little kid, so I was okay. just barely learning how to, like, play drums in general. I was sure. like, I had to, like, stand up to reach my pedals and stuff, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of, like, when I got my first, like, full-size drum set, that's when I, but I could already, like, play drums at that, yeah. at that point. But um, that's really when I was like, okay, I'm going to start learning. And realistically, I didn't start practicing a bunch of, like, double bass stuff. Mm-hmm. It was mostly just doing, like, single bass stuff with both feet, kind of. Sure. And that's really what I, like, started with. And then I got more into double bass later in my, like, okay. life. It, honestly, a little bit more recently in the past, like, five years, I would say. Yeah, I didn't learn. I didn't start learning double bass until I was, like, 22 okay. or something like that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it was like I had joined a band on Epitaph uh, called I Am Ghost at the time, and my, my double feet chops weren't, like, great. And even, even the president of the label had, had like, made, made a comment and was like, hey, like, I don't know about this Ryan guy because his feet, like, aren't really up to par. Cause, like, no I, way. Yeah, because their they're, they're original drummer for I Am Ghost, like, he, he only did, like, four shows or something like that. Okay. And then he, like, I don't know, he messed up at, like, the showcases. Like, he just kept, like, missing parts and – and all that kind of stuff. So I came in, I tried out for the band, I got, I got the part. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and then when, once that was fuel for my fire though, you know, when, oh, when you say yeah. like, oh, yeah. okay, double bass, this is what I really need to work on now. So, yep. yeah. so I spent, I spent all my time doing that. And then later it would, you know, much later it would come like, uh, to light that I could do a lot of stuff. Now. Yeah. A lot, a lot of stuff with double bass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, okay. So when I, when I first saw yeah. you, you were playing double bass. When I first saw videos of you, like, yeah, I mean, I, dude, I, I had to have been like, 11 or something when i was watching videos of you and That's like crazy man and like yeah it was all you know you were playing double bass then so <laughs> and it's and it's all full circle and you know what i always i always think that like if if something's great you know such as yourself i think people oh, will find you. out about it you know i really i really think that if if you deserve to be heard people will hear it yeah, so yeah, I mean that's that's really cool man thank you <laughs> yeah. um okay so take me back to when you're so you're like a kid when do you start like getting into like bands and like what when does all that come for you? Because you you you're, you're telling me you've been like around music like your whole you know your whole childhood. Yeah. So I mean, when I was really little, I would always try to be like starting bands with my friends, but I yeah. didn't really have anyone that wanted to like play music around me. Sure. You know, and yeah. like it was all around, but no one like my age was like trying to start like a kid band basically. You know, right. and so that didn't really like. I would like have like a few friends come over and jam every once in a while, but it was never like anything that like stuck. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my first time like really playing with other people. Uh, I guess it was church, you know, like I did, I played oh. in church a little bit. Okay. And and then I, um, but like the first time it was like really like playing, playing with other people was musical theater. Mm. And I, I did musical theater for like five years. Five I was or, like in like high, like school. I was in like high school. Well, like yeah, I mean, I was homeschooled actually. So. Oh, no way. Yeah, okay. I was homeschooled until high school and then I went to high school for one year and then I started touring. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's awesome, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. Super, super random. But I, um. I started doing theater. It was it was actually the music director from my church. Mm. I started playing in church when I was eight. Okay. And then when I was 11, he was like, hey, I do this musical theater stuff. I know you don't read music, but I'll teach you how to read music if, you, if you're, like, willing to learn and want to do it. Okay. I was like, absolutely, you know. And, and uh, so he kind of, like, spent that entire week just, like, drilling me on, like, music. And, mm-hmm. and I picked it up pretty quickly on, like, you know, reading music and stuff. Yeah. And, and I was able to pull that show off. And that was, like, you know two weeks after that or something. So I, you know, I did that. And then like a couple months later, I did another one. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I was doing them like every month. So it was like, that's what I was doing like all the time. And that was pretty much the only gigs I had done until I started touring when I was like 16. So, okay. So now, dude, that's so crazy. Yeah. I feel like we have like similar stories, except for in Utah for me, it was like, 
it was really hard to find people that wanted to play just like what you're saying yeah, like yeah. you have like friends come over and whatever and then like also in Utah, I came up with. Uh, do you know Dan Whitesides at all, dude? Yeah, I just met him at when we were young. Oh, really? I'm like, okay. I love the used yeah. so much. So he was in this really awesome band back in the day in Utah called the New Transit Direction, and he was like, to me, he was like the uh, the John Bonham of like, you know, our our scene, our yeah. you know, our everything, and uh, and I really looked up to him as as like a drummer. So I I was really immersed in like the local music scene in my town. And it was just, I saw him playing for like, you know, three or four different bands at once. No way. And so I was like, that's what I want to do. You know, yeah. I just want to play for everybody. I wanted to be like a warp tour, like a warp tour Josh Freeze, I guess you could say. Hell you know? yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was, I, I just, you know, I never found people that like would just want to like be in a band. So I, I would just playing for multiple bands like all the time. Yeah. And it's not, this kind of like sounds like the same thing you were, you're doing. <laughs> yeah. You had to like, yeah. It's like you had to like, uh, balance like 10 gigs just to make it feel like you had one steady gig you know like you know it's like just to like feel like you you were consistently playing like i get that because it's like i was doing this all the time but i was still always trying to like hustle stuff but yeah um when i was like 11 or 12 is when i started like posting instagram videos okay and that's kind of when like i started to get a little more like uh like traction online and stuff Mm -hmm. um but it was like i always really just wanted to play with people and i it was like hard to find people to play with and it's sure. like I could practice as much as I want, but once I started like playing with like other musicians, like full time doing the big shows and stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like that just took my like playing to like a, like another level to where it was like, okay, I can actually like work with people now. And like yeah. so when when I was sixteen, I, I went on my first tour. Uh, yeah, tell me more about that. So like, how do you, you know, when you're, <laughs> when you're like a kid and you're like playing with a bunch of different people, like as like a teenager, like how do you get like a call? to go on tour like how, how does that come about because like my first tour i ever did i was like 17 and i was in like a diy like punk band out of salt lake and we booked our own shows and like yeah. lost money and like slept on floors and that's and rad that, and all that that's rad stuff, I, you know i kind of like, didn't know what we were doing either though no that's yeah. rad though i hear like so many stories of that that yeah. um Jaden's tour manager friend of house guy mm-hmm. greg he's always like he's always giving me shit like you didn't get to do that and it's like well no i think that's badass i would have done it i would have sure. happily done it i just um when I was, and, I, you, and you know what, you still can. <laughs> yeah, and I might. <laughs> yeah, you never know, man. Let's, yeah. yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you never know, bro. But uh, anyway, yeah. sorry. I, okay, no, no, totally. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I guess I was 15, and okay. I got a call uh, on Instagram. I posted some drum videos covering Nick West, and okay. I was a big fan of her music. My whole family was because we're like all big Prince fans and stuff. Cool. And she was, had played bass with Prince, mm-hmm. and. I actually I first heard of her because of Hannah Ford, you know mm-hmm. that drummer. She uh, yeah. she did like this drum channel thing, and she was playing with Nick West on there. And I was like, "Who's that chick on bass? She's dope." Yeah, I did a bunch of research, became a big fan of her music, and then I posted some covers of her. And her sister, funny enough, reached out to me and was like, "Hey, Nick's looking for a drummer. Uh, I oh, can no get way. you an audition if you want." And I was wow. like, "Absolutely!" And they were like, "We're doing auditions from twelve to four. And I was like, "I want twelve. I want the first slot." And yeah. they were like, okay, yeah. And so I went in. And, dude, like, I just remember, like. You were 15 or 16 at this point? I, oh, it was my 16th birthday. <laughs> it was on my 16th birthday. That rocks. Okay. Yeah, it was so rad. Yeah. So, I yeah. So, I I was already done with school at this point. Yeah. I had, I, had, um, I kind of, like, dropped out when I was, like, 15. Because okay. I was just, like, I wanted to focus on drumming. And my, mm. my uh, school wasn't, like, didn't have, like, a big music program or anything. And sure. I was, like, I just want to, like play drums all day and like get really good at this and mm-hmm. luckily my parents were both super supportive and they got one good one my brother's in college and stuff so <laughs> they got they got one that did i mean dude i 
Yeah, and, and then now now they got my sister too. So yeah, that's a... I, you know I was gonna say I I did I did graduate high school, but it was like almost it was like barely. I don't mm-hmm. want to say barely, but it was like I knew going like graduating high school that I was gonna go on the warp tour. 2002 so i'm giving away my age but yeah so i no knew way i knew that's when i found out like i was gonna like have a have a gig and so i those diy tours that i was doing like messing around met this like all-girl band from new mexico and we had opened up for them in salt lake and then i invited them out to a show in new mexico and we went through their town and, like you know nobody yeah. was there it was like we were playing for like 20 people a night or something Sick. so they saw me and i was just like hey and i sent them an email and i was like hey i quit my band and like touring's gnarly i, I don't know but anyway like if you guys ever come back to Salt Lake, let me know. And then they were like, oh, we're actually thinking about moving. Because the, the girl, Laura, she played drums and, uh, and sang at the same time. But they wanted to move her to the front. Oh, right. So they just wanted to get, like, a hired guy for, for the summer for, like, Warp Tour. Sick. Just to, like, push their band or whatever. And so I, so I, did, I did Warp Tour right out of high school. That's and, so and badass. I, and I got to share a bus of flogging Molly. No way. <laughs> yeah, That's so, a rad first, so, like. Yeah. So that was, like, my, like, at that point, that was maybe, like, my, like, fourth tour that I'd ever done, ever. Okay, You sick. know, so I, I put in, like, some quote-unquote time. You know, but I mean, I booked shows, lost money, like did slept on floor. So I like, yeah. I was kind of like accustomed to what was going on. But then like, you know, I got a taste of it like that summer. And then I knew it was only, it was only like two tours. I did that. And then we did this like yellow card, no use for a name tour. And we okay. were called the Eyeliners. That was the name of the band. Oh, okay. So we're opening up for like no use for a name and, and yellow card before like yellow card like blew up. And, uh, and after that, the, the girls were like, okay, thanks. And that was it. Cause I, I knew going into it that I wasn't going to be like a long-term guy. They were just like, they like, wanted just to bring for now. Things. Yeah. Yeah. So then, like, 2003 comes around, and I'm like, okay, well, what do I do now? I didn't go to college. I just <laughs> barely graduated high school because yeah. I was learning these songs. Like, I went, like, five days after I graduated. And so, um, so yeah, then I went on the road, and then I decided, okay, I met some people that summer. I think I should try the, the move to L.A., and I've, I've been here ever since. No way. <laughs> that's know? so badass, dude. Fucking crazy. So oh, it kind of so remi- cool. reminds me of you, man. That's yeah. so dope. Dude, that's so So, so that's you're, so you're cool, 16 man. years old. It's your birthday. You're trying out. You get the gig. With yeah, West. dude. So I got the gig. Like, yeah. Uh, I thought I for sure didn't get it, just because, like, I mean, I didn't really kill the audition. I didn't think, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, whatever. Like, I was just stoked I got to jam with them. Honestly, like, and sure. play like three songs with her. I was like, fuck yeah, yeah that was the shit, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then like three weeks later, I got a call, and they were like, hey, so our first show's in a week. Um, if you want the gig, it's yours. And I was like, yeah, absolutely, wow. <laughs> you know, and. I was uh, I was at Guitar Center when they called me. Funny enough, <laughs> I was just like right. with my brother getting guitar strings and mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, I mean I guess we did like one rehearsal, just me and the guitarist. Like no one else showed up. It was just like he like kind of like talked me through how I was gonna be. We didn't really even play that much. He kind of just explained what it was like, wow. and uh, he was like, "There's yeah, it's not really a structure. No click track. No in ear monitors. It's like." Okay. Like, it's like, think of it as if John Bonham's playing for Prince. And I was like, got it. Okay, cool. Huh. We like kind of jammed through some stuff. And then he's like, yeah, you're fine. And then we like played the first show, which was in Malibu, actually, at the mm. Malibu Guitar Festival. Okay. And then like a week later, I was like going to Russia and like, I was like traveling what? like all over the place, dude. We were like, it was like, she's really big in Eastern Europe and, and Europe in general. And so I, I toured there a bunch, got to go to Canada and, and some U.S. states and stuff, and it was just, like, it was crazy. I played for her for, like, a year and a half. Okay. And it was, like, the most insane learning experience ever. Sure. And, um, and honestly, a lot of those places I played with her, I've, I've still never been back. You know, it's, like, wow. just because it's, like, we played in Azerbaijan, like, 
Russia, Serbia, like Bulgaria, yeah. places that it's like I've never been to any of those places. Yeah, it's like I mean, yeah. never like I don't know anyone who plays there, but mm-hmm. she like she has a big market there, and and yeah. um, yeah, I mean, so I I got to travel a bunch and see a bunch of different shit, and yeah, you know, it, like kind of learned so much, you know, like about playing with other people, leading a band, because it's like you know, I mean. It's not easy, dude. No. Like people don't realize that like, you can have all the chops in the world, but if you get put with the band, it's like, all right, you gotta cue everyone, you gotta lead everything. Like you're yeah. the drummer, you know. It's like yeah. take charge. Even though she's a bassist and a singer, it's like she's leading the show. But it's like when you're the drummer, you gotta hold it together. There's no click track. There's no nothing. And it's like, yeah. and she would and like going into something like that. It was like she was like, oh, you gotta keep me honest because I speed up a ton. I do this, and she was just like. And I'm like, well, shit, I, st- I do too, you know? And I'm like... Yeah, you go off the energy of, like, yeah. who's in the room, yeah. So it was very, like, it was it was crazy. You kind of got thrown in the fire. And then um, right after that, I, I started playing for Carly Hansen um, right w- at the same time that I left um, yeah. Nick to do Carly Hansen, basically. And, okay. and that was like, I was like, oh, this is a walk in the park. I got a click track. I got, you know, yeah, you got- everything's tracked out. Sure. This is beautiful. We're, we're touring the United States. Like, yeah. everyone speaks English here. This yep. is awesome. Like... It was like such a, a different thing, you know, and I, I got to, you know, um, I toured with her a bunch. I toured with this guy, Mario Biondi, who's a, an Italian jazz singer. Okay. So I did that in between there. And how did these people find you? Was it, was it Instagram? Was that like, well, the... that's how, that's how Nick found me. Um, uh-huh. we opened for Mario Biondi at a, a jazz oh, okay. festival in Italy. Got it. With, okay. with Nick. So that's how he heard of me. Sure. And so I already had that tour booked actually when I went on my first tour with Carly because I knew she was going to have like two months off there. Yeah. So I came home for like four days and then flew to Italy for two months and just kind of lived there and played wow. drums for him at a bunch of and all ha- shows. How old were you at that point? 17. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's incredible, man. Yeah. So was... you have more life experience than like a lot of people even, <laughs> even now. <laughs> Dude. Uh, I love yeah. That. So I, yeah, I did, I did that. And I, and then all of 2019, I toured with Carly Hansen and mm-hmm. uh, this guy, Bryce Vine, who, same thing. I heard him, yeah. Yeah. Same thing. I did some shows opening for him with Carly and we all became friends. And sure. his drummer, Al Cleveland, who's one of my favorite drummers as well. And, um, he had a kid, so he needed to sub for some shows, and okay. he was trying to stay home more too after that. So I filled in for a few shows, and during the pandemic, I did all his live streams because I was living out of state at the time. Yeah, so I uh, I was doing a lot of stuff like that and just kind of staying busy, and then, um, then I flash forward to me turning twenty, uh, coming right out of the pandemic. Yeah, I uh, on my twentieth birthday this time, yep. uh, Rook, the drummer from Machine Gun Kelly, called mm. me. And I've known those guys since I was like a little kid. We would go see them play and stuff. And okay, yeah. Rook's dad actually um, is the one who found me on Instagram and like was like, "Oh, my son's band is playing in Anaheim. Like, you should go." And, no way. And like, wow. So me and my dad used to go see their shows all the time. We all became really good friends too as I got older. I, did some, I like Rook. He's a he's a really nice guy. A really nice guy, yeah. incredible drummer, and just he's, like yeah, yeah, he's he's a complete badass. And um, yeah, so he calls me on my birthday, and he had gotten hit by a car. Crazy story. That's like the whole thing. He, he um, his leg was broken, all this stuff, and and I had known that, and I had been checking up on him and stuff. But then he calls me on my birthday, and he's like, uh, "Yo, they have these shows, and they won't reschedule them, and I can't play." So no. uh, he's like, "I need you to come and do like," he's like, "Just he's like just like these little warm up gigs is what he called them," and I was like. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can do it. Yeah. First shows for 10,000 people in Florida. <laughs> I'm like, rad. Okay, two yeah. and a half hour set, like 40 songs. Like, oh. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. 40 songs? Well, they sent me 40 songs to learn. No I, way. I, I, I learned them all. Well, I, okay, so that night yeah. on, of my birthday, I learned the entire new album that he had just dropped because I was like, he's definitely going to play a lot of this stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I learned all of Tickets to My Downfall that night. <sighs> and 
And then how many days did you have for that? Okay, so I so that's okay, so that's where I'm going with this. I, I yeah, learned yeah, yeah. I learned the album and then I um was learning as much other shit as I could. Sure. And like two days later, uh the keyboardist Slim like hits mm-hmm. me up and he's like, Hey, uh, can you learn tickets to my downfall? Um and let me know when you're ready and we like come by and let's rehearse and we'll explain what the shows are that you're doing. And I was just like, Oh, I already know it. And he was like, You know the record? And I was like, Yeah, I know it. I can come up today. And he was like, All right, yeah, come by. And he's like, Be here at noon. It was like 10 a.m. And I so I just finished my warm ups actually. And we like, Yeah, I like, you know, packed up my shit and playing the album as I'm packing up my stuff. Yeah. They were like, Yeah, well, funny enough, they all lived together at the time and mm-hmm. they didn't have a drum set there. And I was like, Weird. Rook lives here, but okay. Yeah. What? Uh, so I, yeah. so I uh, packed all my drums up. My dad drove me up to. I still don't drive, by the way. My dad drove me up. To, <laughs> I want to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, I uh, yeah, we drove to Sherman Oaks, and I, you know, jammed the, the album with them, and they were like, yeah. So the first show is this like amphitheater in Florida. The second show is the NFL draft. And oh I was my like, God, Jesus Christ! Dude. And you're 20 years old at yeah, this time. Yeah, 20, and and so I had about. Then they, they sent me the full list of songs, and I had about two weeks. Um, and so I, like, it was like 40 songs, but then it was one of those things where it's like 40 songs, like, oh, hey, by the way, we're not going to play this one, so learn this one instead. And it was like, that kept happening. I was like, fuck. Yeah. And we get in rehearsals, and of course, they call out all the ones that they said they weren't going to play either. So we are just rehearsing, and we, <sighs> yeah. we had like um, three rehearsal days, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, and then we went and did that show, and then... Yeah, same thing. A week later, we did the NFL draft, and then a week after that, we did the Indy Five Hundred. And and uh, that's, that's what, so. How many how many shows did you do with them? Like three, uh, just three, just three shows. Yeah, that's what. That's so wild to, to me to think that you had to learn that many songs for three. I, I had something similar that happened to me. Dude, but, um, completely crazy. And, it is, but I mean, it honestly though, it was one of those things where I tell people even like, money didn't cross my mind. No, the amount of work didn't cross my mind. Yeah, I was like, I've been doing these Sprinter Van tours like. For, you know, yeah. I'm like so stoked to like get to, you know, sure. do something like this. I mean, Nick West, we flew to every show, but before it's like, I was like, I just want to get to the next level basically. Definitely. And, and I was like, sick. Didn't even cross my mind. I was like, dude, I'm going to help Rook out. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm like, I'm going to do as good as I can to, to, you know, I want to do him justice. I feel so bad. You know, the dude can't play his own shows. Dude, you know? I like, know. That's got to suck. You that's know? so gnarly. And, um. So I just did my best at those shows and that's how like a bunch of this other, the bigger stuff called like, you know, right after yeah. that. Actually, while I was doing that, I did Bad Bunny at the same time because he did the Billboard Music Awards. Yeah, and- I was gonna say I saw I saw some video stuff online. I think it was like you guys were like outside in some like uh, garden. Maybe I'm confusing with so you oh, played with so young many thug. different. That, was, that was Young, young thug. thug. Yeah, That's for right. Tiny Desk. Yeah. yeah, is that Houdini's house? And that was that was also like a month <laughs> later. So it was like everything you're just doing it all, bro. It kind of just yeah. like all hit at once after yeah. doing that, and then uh, that's how I met Jaden and like. And I was like, okay, yeah. this feels right. I want to, I want to get to that. So real quick, we have to go to like one commercial break, and then when we come back, uh, we get to talk more about your career. Just this is so much fun. Bro. Hell yeah, man, I love this. <laughs> so all right, we'll be right back with uh, Tasha Drummer here on Adobe Radio. Um, okay, so we're back, and we are at the point now in your career, dude, where there's like, uh, you, you fill in for Rook from Machine Gun Kelly. You play like three shows. You start getting other calls. So let's let's go let's go back a little bit. So. Once you do those shows with Rook, then then what happens from there? Okay, so I had done two shows with them. Yeah. And then a buddy of mine, Natural, whose name will come up later in this conversation, I'm sure. Okay. He, uh, he hits me up and he's like, hey, uh, I have a gig for you. Like, I, you'd be perfect for it. 
uh, do you want to come and play on the Billboard Music Awards with Bad Bunny? <laughs> so and good. I was like, obviously, yes. And I yeah. was like, I was free, and I, I did that and um, went and filmed that, and it was like, you know, crazy. And then I went and did another show with MGK. It was kind of like a one-day thing. I just showed up. Yeah, did it and then left because it was a pre pre recorded thing. Yeah, it was like like one song probably. Right? Yeah, it was just one yeah. song and mm-hmm. um, badass song too. It was like we got to rock and one of my best friends, John Johnny Good, was playing bass on that. Sick and uh, that was rad. So, it was, but it was like a one day thing and I was like crazy. And then it aired and I'm like, I just like post online like, hey, I'm playing yeah. drums for Bad Bunny tonight. And I was like, such a random thing that that was just like such a. I I kind of forget about it sometimes because mm-hmm. it was so quick, but it's like. That really is like a whole other market that I've never like, you know, performed in front of is like, I mean, getting to do those sure. big award shows and especially like his Bad Bunny's following is just ridiculous. Like, dude plays yeah. like SoFi Stadium and stuff, you know, like <laughs> so wild. So, uh, yeah, I did would that. you would you ever do that gig again? Like, would that would that like even come up or I mean, I would I would love to. It's um, he doesn't I don't think he usually has a band or is like, okay. and if he does, it's it's a little bit it's different. I think it's more of like um. Like the, it's not like how we played it. We played his songs very rocked up and stuff, okay. and like out there. I think it's a bit more toned back. It's like, like a one time thing. Yeah, it's like a special occasion. And like if you ever yeah. want to do it again, obviously I'd be like, hell yeah, in a million cool. years, you know, like. Uh, but yeah, so I did that. Shortly after that, my buddy uh, Tim Stewart, mm-hmm. uh, he hits me up. He's like, hey, me and Johnny Good also. Yeah. Are, uh, he's like, we have a gig this week. Do you want to do it? And he like told me the days, and I said yeah. And I I was like, wait, what's the gig? He's like, oh, it's Tiny <laughs> Desk like, yeah. concert. This is like this yeah. is like three or four weeks after okay. after like about a month, I would mm-hmm. say after my last show with MGK. Yeah. But I had been pretty like solid like doing getting a bunch of calls, and I had my home studio built up. Yeah. So like a bunch of MGK fans were like having me record, and I was like, I don't even know what to fucking That's charge, dope, man. That's really like, cool. I was never like a yeah. session guy, so I was like, I don't even know what to charge. I'm like hitting people up trying to get like advice on that, and like yeah. So I was like super busy, and everything just kind of like was like really hectic right after doing MGK because it's mm-hmm. like that. I mean. I just start even just getting invited to things that I never got invited to. Just like, oh hey, like come out, come over to my house. And it was are like, you even like twenty one yet at this point? No, I'm twenty. <laughs> I'm still twenty. Yeah, this all like what, yeah twenty was like weird for me because it all hit, like everything hit really fast, yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. I did that, and then um, yeah, so I had like a, you know a few few weeks off, and then I got the call at, from Tim, and and he I was like, what's the gig? And uh, he tells me it's Young Thug on Tiny Desk concert. God, I'm so like, nuts. fuck yeah, but I'm like thinking tiny desk okay i'm gonna do this acoustic thing yeah and he's like oh no we're not going to dc to like their headquarters it's still tiny desk at home and he wants to do a punk rock version and i was like okay and funny enough though yeah to go to kind of like go off subject i was never like a punk rock drummer or like a, a rock drummer in general like i was super into like the um like the more like funk and soul stuff and like pop Crazy. like i would say pop a little bit but like for the most part, like I like playing for Nick West was like my dream at the time. Like mm. I love like Prince and like old funk bands and stuff, and yeah, um, and like hip hop was a big one. But so I never was like a like a rock drummer, I guess, until like the last two years of my life. That's you know? crazy. I mean, you you do it, you do it so. I'm I'm blown smoke, man. You do it so well. Oh, and, thanks, like, dude. You're just one of the more exciting animated drummers I've seen like in a really long time, dude. It's funny because it's and, just uh, like I feel like that genre of music just like brings it out of me, and like that's how I want to yeah. perform. But like. You know, I, I I've always been a really like loud, obnoxious drummer, but it's like, but it, the style I was playing before was definitely very different. Sure. And, yeah. Um. So any, I mean, I guess during the pandemic, I started like you know hitting hard and playing rock stuff. Yeah. Like I was hit hard, but like you know, like doing more rock music. Just and going stuff. for it. And that's when I, that's like kind of why I got the MGK call, I guess. And 
Yeah. Um, was just from, you know, my videos they had seen that Definitely. I got more rock. But um, so it was funny. I got the Call of Duty Young Thug, and it was like a more punked up version of his set. And it, that was like, you know, another thing, like five days. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, we were in rehearsals for like four days, you yeah. know, and he showed up for one of them, and it was like cool, you know, it was tight. And, and realistically, it was like, it was like some of my best friends and some of my dad's friends as well, because like, we're all so tight and stuff, so yeah. it was kind of just getting to hang out with them and jam through some Young Thug songs together. Yeah, dude. Up in Burbank, I was like, "This rules," you know. Yeah, like, man. Um, so I did that, and then we filmed Tiny Desk, and and I I kind of that one I was like, okay, yeah, this is gonna be like cool, but I didn't really know. And then it came out, and it was like one of like the top viewed Tiny Desks, and, yeah. and it was like, you know, so I'm there thinking I'm gonna do Tiny Desk, and I show up, and I'm just like beating the shit out of the drums, like <laughs> it's like a full on rock show. <laughs> But it's yeah. Young Thug's music, and I was like, yeah. this is, like, hard as fuck. It's uh-huh. so cool. Yeah, Tiny Desk is supposed to be, like, chilled back, like, uh... Yeah. I saw a Turnstile one recently, and, like, even, even theirs was, like, still, like, loud, but, like, the drummer put, like, he was using, like, hot rods and, like, yeah. duct tape assembles and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, like, uh, Turnstile rips, by the way. Yeah, Love they're so guys. good. And those guys just are, like, the coolest guys in the entire yeah. world. Yeah. I don't know them at all, man. And I just, you know, I knew, I knew of them, like, for... For a minute, yeah, I didn't really bother to check them out, and then once that Glow On record came out, I was like, okay, I'm gonna give this a chance, and then just like, holy shit, what was I missing out on? Like, yeah, for like all these years. I mean, I I think after listening to their other stuff, I think that's their best record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's their best record. Yeah. I think for but, sure, it's so you know, good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I went to go so see them when I was like 15 at like the Constellation Room in Santa Ana. <laughs> Rock. Like because like <laughs> yeah, uh, Daniel, their drummer, had like hit me up on Instagram, mm. but we never really got to like hang out, hang out other than like maybe like. For a couple minutes at yeah. a show there, sure. and then we toured South America with them. Uh, we did Lollapalooza oh, when I was man. playing for Jaden, and yeah, and it was like them, Foo Fighters, everyone, all these people. Yeah, that's we it. got super close with Turnstile though. Like that's my awesome. my dad and brother were like smoking with Turnstile outside. <laughs> I don't smoke, but like yeah, yeah. you know, it's like with their bass players. Seven, we all we all became yeah. like really good friends and stuff. And that's great. Yeah, um, I kind of forget where we were. No, oh, so we were, t- we're talking about yeah. You said you show up, you're like, okay, this is gonna be like really loud and. Yeah, yeah. And, and basically it was just like I was just like super psyched on it, and yeah. I, um, yeah, we we did it, and I, it was one of my favorite gigs I've ever gotten to do, honestly. Like, and and getting mm-hmm. to play with those guys, Donnie and Tim, are just two of the best musicians in the world, and yeah, and uh, we we mesh really well. And then Young Thug was one of the nicest dudes I've ever met, and uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, man, I wish. I Good wish buddy of mine uh, does like engineering for him, uh, Sean uh, Sean Singh. Do you know him? Ah. Uh-huh. There's a lot of engineering stuff. I, I hear sto- I hear stories about like you know he'll get a call at like four in the morning, be like, "Yo, man, the inspiration hit. I need you to come over here right now." And that's like, sick. That's <laughs> sick. start start fucking tracking me. You know, that's badass. Yeah, 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 Thug is literally one of the nicest dudes ever. Like, there's all those guys. Like, he's like the, he's like between here and like Atlanta or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I it, there's a lot going on with like his trial and stuff, but mm. like, uh, really yeah. good dude and like. Honestly, like one of the one of the nicest people I've ever worked for, and everyone around him was so cool too. That's cool, man. Um, yeah, so I kind of you know did that, and that didn't come out for like a month or whatever. And so yeah. for that month, I'm kind of just like that's around the time I got the Jaden gig. Okay, right, right then actually is is when. Oh, you know what? I was actually in Jaden rehearsals mm-hmm. the day after I did that thing. Okay, so wow. I I did the filming. How did how did them. he find how did he find? So this is all just like word of mouth friends. Yeah, basically all, like. Yeah. They were like, okay, Jaden's going to do some shows. Jaden got uh, booked on the Machine Gun Kelly tour. Mm. And so they knew he was going to be doing some shows. They already had Kenji, who's his guitarist, okay. because he had been doing some acoustic live streams with him, but they yeah. didn't have a drummer yet. And basically, like, they asked everyone, it's like the same day, and everyone said, like, oh, you. Tosh is going to be your drummer. And then 
But Kells, Machine Gun Kelly, was had mm-hmm. told me he was like, "Yeah, you're gonna be Jaden's drummer next." And I didn't even know who Jaden was when I was. <laughs> and this was in like Indiana when I was playing for MGK at yeah. that show for the Indy 500. Uh huh. And he just like threw it out there. And then like his his one of his managers, Dre, said the same thing and was like. They were both like, yeah, you, you're going to play for Jaden. And I was like, okay, I'll <laughs> see who this kid is, you know? And, that rocks. And, yeah, basically, like, Jaden uh, Jaden just heard about me from, I guess, Travis Barker said it, MGK said it. His roommate, Q, is, like, the one who first, like, found my uh, mm-hmm. Instagram and was like, dude, this kid's the shit, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, and then and then Emmett, who's a good friend of ours who works for the, uh, for the record label and stuff mm-hmm. and just... So everyone kind of all the same day was like, oh, Tosh. And then everyone kind of told me around the same time, like, yeah, you're going to play drums for Jaden. Yeah. So it was kind of just like everyone knew it was going to like happen, I guess. And um, he like invited me up to hang out at his house. And I went, hung out with him. Yeah. Like a bunch of people from the label and management were there, which was super uh, awkward because I thought I was sure. just kicking it with him, you know? Yeah. And everyone was there and they were all so nice and just like, oh, dude, so tell us more about this. Tell us more about it. And we just like hung out. It's great. And... um. We got along really well. It feels nice to be appreciated, doesn't it? Yeah, it was <laughs> cool, I mean? man. I was like, yeah. I was like, this is this is badass, man. Yeah, like everyone's dude. so nice and yeah. Um, so yeah, like I hung out that one day. That might have been like, yeah, that was before I did the Young Thug thing that yeah. I met with them. But we didn't really have anything set in stone yet. I just met with them and we got along, and they were like, yeah, you're gonna be his drummer. But I didn't know what his dates were. I didn't know like yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. I just was like, okay, I'm gonna be his drummer. Sure. And then like I was doing a music video with a friend like the next week, and he was like. Hey, I saw you're in LA. I'm throwing a little party tonight, and like stuff like that. Like I started like mm. seeing him a bit more. Yeah, and um, and then yeah, shortly shortly after that, they like called me and told me all the dates and stuff. And we got it ironed out, and I um, yeah, I guess the day after I filmed the Young Thug thing, I went up and I rehearsed with Jaden for the first time, and it was just it meshed so well. That's we so all awesome. were like, oh, this is perfect. Did two rehearsals, played our first show, and then went and did Lollapalooza the next day or oh some, my God. some shit like that. It was like a day or two later. Is that we, like that was in South South America? Was that the first one? No, no. So we did Chicago first, then we did okay. South America after we had already been touring for a so little while. Wild. Dude, yeah. yeah, Chicago was crazy because it was like our third show we'd ever done. We did the Roxy, then we did this small like warm up show in Chicago mm. at uh, Reggie's. Yeah, I've been to Reggie's. Dude, oh yeah, place rules. Yeah, it rocks. And. And then we did Lollapalooza, and forty thousand people were at our stage when we performed. They, it was like one of the most, like the most people that were at that stage on, at that time, at, at that day, or that day, that like the whole even after the headliner, yeah, who was actually Young Thug, funny enough. <laughs> yeah, and Thug is yeah, but I wasn't playing with him. He was just uh, yeah, sure. He's had his DJ, you know, and yeah, and um, but yeah, so that was a crazy thing. I ended up seeing all those guys too, but it was just wild. Like so many people came, and it was like such a. It went so well, you know. And, yeah. We kind of just like pretty quickly started touring. I had a little bit of time, and um, in that time, I had made a friend with uh, this guy Asaf, who's a total mm-hmm. badass music director and does a lot of really cool stuff. And he called me um, to do Lil Nas X around that same time. So I did BBC's Live Lounge with him. Yeah. Uh, which actually, one of those songs got nominated for an iHeart. Uh, award, no way. Which was sick. Yeah, we did a cover of Jolene by Dolly Parton. Yeah, yeah. And it was like the uh, it was nominated for the cover of the year. Didn't win. I think we lost to Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo. Hey, but now but... you got that on your belt too. Man. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Yeah, I was like, hey, this is this is the first time I've been like nominated for something. This is cool, yeah, you know. Man. I was gonna ask you. I think we skipped over this, but um, tell me, like, when did you get like some of your like first uh, endorsements? Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, when. 
I my first endorsement actually was GoPro cameras. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I just started seeing them at NAM. I was going to the NAM show Same. every year. Yep, and like, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I started like I got GoPro cameras, and then like mm-hmm. a bunch of smaller drum companies started sending me stuff. Yeah. Um, and pretty soon after that, Connor Dennis, who we actually talked about earlier, yep. he linked love me up. that dude. Yeah, love him, dude. He linked me up with Vic Firth. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that, and then like right after that, I met, I had met, Kirsten. Yeah, I'm trying oh, to yeah. think of. Zildjian? Yeah, yeah, yeah Zildjian yeah, yeah. Symbols, but I'm trying to think if I met her before, like, sure. right around that same time, though. Yeah, I was yeah. probably 13, I think. Okay. When all this was kind of wow. happening. Yeah, my Instagram had been doing, like, kind of well, so I was getting, like, some... some so you got endorsements, here. like, as, as a teenager? Yeah, I got endorsements okay. before I started touring or anything. Like, just wow. off of Instagram. That's yeah. insane, man. Yeah, and then and then uh, Kirsten actually messaged my dad mm. and was like, hey, I want to surprise Tosh and replace all his broken symbols. Because I was playing videos, like, all my videos, like, that I was playing just broken symbols and stuff. Sure. And, I was just beating the shit out of them, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you play broken symbols until they don't stay on the stand anymore, basically. Yeah, you know? exactly, man. And yeah. uh, so she replaced all my symbols, and and dude, he he kept the secret, which my dad can't keep secrets. So <laughs> this motherfucker was like, yeah. no one told me anything. Yeah, uh, you show up. At the yeah, one spot. day I just literally like I went outside. I was like, what the hell is this big ass box? And I look, and it's like from you know Zildjian symbols. I'm like, what yeah. the hell? I opened it. It's all my symbols were replaced. And yeah. that's kind of where we started our relationship. And then it was like, whenever you break something, just let me know. And and then it started like that. And then wow. um, and then I kind of joined the family a bit more officially when I started touring. And yeah, I was able sure. To like, kind of like, yeah. Uh, just I mean, I had more of a reason to need replacements all the time, you know. Totally. And uh, yeah, so it was like zillion. That was all like you know in my teens. And then I had like like I said a bunch of different uh, drum companies sending me like little stuff like smaller companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I started touring, I that's when I signed to Aquarian Drumheads. Nice. Which, I guess I was sixteen, and yeah. Chris Brady. I mean, he he tells the story very differently. But I I met him when I was like twelve mm-hmm. or thirteen, and he was like super cool. But in his mind, I he thought I was like just a little tweaker kid. Like I was all nervous <laughs> and stuff. Like you know, yeah. I was like tweak on South Park. I was all nervous and Got shit. It. But yeah, I, in my mind, I wasn't nervous. But maybe to him, I seemed like it. But uh, yeah, sure. But yeah, when I was sixteen, he brought me onto the Aquarian family, and honestly, they're the best drum heads I've ever played, and they're so cool, man. Like, and they're right by my house. I go, I was there this morning, right? Yeah, that was today. <laughs> yeah, I went by today to get a new bass drum head. Oh, and, sick. Uh, but yeah, like so. I just kind of, you know, I started like b- making these relationships, mm-hmm. and then uh, I was on, you know, a different drum company for a little while, and yeah. then this past year, I just in the last couple months, I just signed a Pearl. Um, so I made the switch awesome. over, and it's funny because my dad was played Pearl, so oh, okay. So I grew up like my the first drum I ever hit was a Pearl drum because it was mm-hmm. his, you know, and yeah, one of the first kits I ever had was a Pearl Export. Yeah, dude, those yeah. things are badass, especially yeah. for like you know being like a, a cheaper drum set. Yeah, like, those things 100%. are badass, you know. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So I just you know it was kind of a, a good switch for me, you know, and I I felt really uh, I feel really at home with Pearl. They take care of me really well, and and plus Johnny's like one of the coolest dudes ever. My rep over there is like yeah. <laughs> he's so badass. I love that. Do you now? Do you have to use Pearl pedals? You, so like you a... know, funny enough, I didn't. I don't technically have to, but I do okay, now. Okay, cool. I All do right. now. Yeah, I actually, I was like, I'll try them out. Yeah. Because uh, I grew up playing the, the 5,000 and 9,000 and yeah, stuff. Same. My dad played Pearl drums, but he, he had a 5,000 pedal. Yep. So that's like what I learned on, you mm-hmm. know. But then I, um, yeah, I guess I I had him send me a, a double pedal. Yeah. And and I tried it, and I was like, this thing rules. The, uh, the Redline Eliminator. Okay. So I play all Pearl pedals in hardware now, too. 
You know, I've I've been going back and forth between like the Iron Cobras and the Nine Thousands for like as long as I could ever mm-hmm. remember. So I I haven't ventured into like Pearl at all. I I should I should they're, think about they're it. They're really badass, man. I yeah. I like those pedals and and they got a lot of adjustments that like if something feels weird, you can kind of make it however you want. But yeah, I really just kind of play it like it is out of the box. The only yep. thing is they have some grip stuff on there that you can mm. take out if you want, and I took okay. them out because I slide my foot a lot. Yeah, same. And um. Yeah, it's, even that wasn't even that big of a deal. I was like, let's just try it. And I took him out. I was like, yeah, I think I like this better. And I yeah. just like, but dude, like now it feels so perfect. Like, I love that. Yeah. yeah. I've never put, I've never put like grip tape or anything on my pedals. I ever. know, dude. <laughs> I, I, I like uh, to be able to like swivel or like slide. Or, yeah. Try yeah. sitting on Travis Barker's drums. He's got grip tape on like his hi-hat and, really? his, and his pedal. It's like, oh man. Dude, and he plays his foot so fast with that, and I'm like, dude, yeah. how is he doing these these fast doubles? It's, it's super impressive because like he's like no give. <laughs> dude, for me, I'd I'd be sliding my foot to get the doubles out, but he yeah. must be powering through them or something, you know? Just sure. Like, it's like, yeah, dude. It's yeah, like, man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so I I, love I still don't understand. Stuff. I love. I I think Travis Barker is one of the most like innovative drummers out there. Oh, absolutely. I don't understand his setup. I don't really. Like, yeah. He like he sits like I think it's like really low, and then he has his hats like really high. But then is like rides super high and is like cymbals, but then his snare drum is really low. It's almost like he's like driving a car. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Part. And he has like the snare like um, tilted away from him. Yeah. Know? That's that. That part's <laughs> weird. I tried that for a little bit to see yeah. if I would like it, but I have my snare pretty much just flat. Yeah. Same. Um, I have everything pretty much flat for the most part. Yeah. I like my toms tilted a little bit, mm-hmm. like down, like my rack tom, just, yeah. a, just a little bit because I like it. See, I've like, seen your videos. Kind of you and I have a lot of like similar, like the, the way we set up our stuff, yeah, except, I've except for like the. Uh, your ride is like straight. I I usually do a boom on yeah. my ride. You know, I just but. like straight stands. I I mm-hmm. learned to love them because literally just from touring with Carly Hansen and packing up my own shit. My first <laughs> right, tour. you don't want to like adjust shit. Yeah, 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 my first tour, I didn't have a lock on my yeah. like my first tour with Carly was the first tour I ever brought drums on because before that I was just using backlines sure. everywhere. And yeah. um, so it was the first time I'd ever brought my own drums, and I was like. Oh, I don't like. Don't do I, I was like, I don't like <laughs> this. I don't have a lock on there, and it yeah. doesn't fit my hardware case. So that's literally the reason why I play a straight wow. stand for my ride. But and oh, then yeah. I just got comfortable with it, and now it's yeah. all I do. And so I pretty much play everything straight. Mm. All my cymbal stands are straight. Yeah. Um, unless I'm like fucking around and trying something sure. different, you know. But right yeah. now I have all straight stands, and um, I just took the china away from my drum set, and I added a second crash up super high. Oh, okay. I kind of fuck with that. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna do it on this next tour. I'll have to check that out. So we have to go to we have to go to one more commercial break, cool. and then when we come back, we're gonna conclude this interview with uh, Tosh the drummer. So thanks for thanks for coming by again, man. Oh yeah, man. But, all right, we'll be right back here on Adobe Radio. So okay, so we're back, dude. I can't believe it, man. We got we got like. Yeah, like twelve minutes left on this thing. Damn, man, I could this talk just, a lot. This just, this just flew by. It's like word vomiting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so so where do you? Okay, so now we're at the point in your career you're touring with Jaden, and you're like you're pretty much going all over the world. Like, what's what's coming up next for you? Like in your yeah, so your I, path. I mean, are you are you playing for like multiple people? Or are you just playing for like one artist? Are you doing like just whatever? Like, tell me more about like what what's going on in in Tasha's life. Yeah, so I just I just uh, finished up uh, like second half of last year. I, I toured a lot with. The Kid Leroy and Jaden both. Yeah. And then um, we have a tour coming up. Uh, Jaden does, t- yeah. Jaden has a tour coming up um, called the I Hope This Never Ends Tour. Okay. And it's us, and we have Beauty School Dropout opening up for us, which we're psyched on. Cool. And it's like. When does that tour start? This comes out, uh, like, middle of March. Okay. So we'll be on this tour when this comes out. All right. So. Yeah, because the tour starts February 24th. 
Okay, so you're definitely going to be on the road when this this is out. Yes. So you're already on the tour. It's going great. Yes. All the shows are like sold out. There's yes. like a bunch of people every night, and you know <laughs> some venues are getting even upgraded. You know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So we have uh, this tour, and then that ends like April 22nd. Okay. And then I don't know what I'm allowed to say after that, but <laughs> sure. I'm gonna assume that it's gonna be announced by then. We have Europe after that. Okay. And, cool. Yeah. Um, they've been telling me it's going to be announced for a minute, so this should be out by the time this is I mean, out. I would hope so, especially if, like, you know, this is out, like, towards more, like, the yeah, end yeah. of March. I mean, there's already right? one show announced in Europe, so. So people can do the, they, they can they do, can the, do math. the math. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so our, our U.S. and Mexico and Canada tour ends on April 22nd, and, yeah, we're kind of just going all over the place. And oh, by the time this comes out, too, dude. I will have I will have seen you in uh where was that Mexico? <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna come out to the show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. no. Oh, wait. Okay. I mean, that's... wait. I already came out to the show. That's yeah, right. That's before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I in came TJ, to the show. Yeah. It was killer. <laughs> yeah. Tijuana is always a great time. So yeah, I went down there. I saw you guys. It was it was so great. You're such a great drummer, as oh, we all thank know. You, thank you. Um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I'm just kind of like, you know, jumping around doing my thing, kind of still. Okay. Just um. Like, what do you do with, like, what, what do you do with, like, your time off? I just practice drums. Yeah, all <laughs> day, all day, every all day. All day, every day. Like, I play drums until I came here today. Yeah. And Sa- same gonna, here, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go home and I'm going to play drums more. I love that. And uh, and then I'll wake up tomorrow and play drums all day. I, I've been, like I said, I've been recording a lot mm-hmm. um, at my home studio. So uh, I'm going to get some other stuff set up tomorrow and. Do you have like more. a do you have like a set schedule like when you're when you're at home? Is it like all right? I'm waking up at like nine in the morning, and I'm gonna go like work out, and then I'm gonna like play drums for like all fucking day, or like what's like? What's I mean, the, it's, what, I don't really have a schedule. I mean, kind of, yeah. but it's not like supposed to be a schedule. It's just uh-huh. like I just do the same thing every day. I kind of just like, yeah. wake up and play drums. And like, that rocks. Yeah, I just wake up, you know, shower, eat breakfast, mm-hmm. play drums. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love that's it. About it. <laughs> Eat dinner, play more drums. You know, yeah, dude. Until so you get tired, until you're like, all right, I've done it. Go to bed, wake up, do it again. You mm-hmm. know, kind of same thing. And like, and like with recording, it just depends. Like, I um, I try to get it done like right when I get it. So yeah. if I'm like, okay, I get hired to do the song. As soon as they send it, I try to do it right around then. So you you like record it with like what like Logic or something? Dude, I use GarageBand. GarageBand? I'm okay. ghetto, bro. <laughs> okay, so you use GarageBand, and then you what? You give them the 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 wave files? Yeah, I just send them the files. Yeah, that's just, it. Yeah, that's I do it. I do the same thing. I've done that for like a couple different people. Um, yeah. And then I always wonder what like what they're gonna do with it because I I set it up all myself. You know, mm-hmm. I record it. I'm like here are the tracks. Have have at it. Do what you're gonna do, yeah. Mister producer guy. I love know? hearing it back, dude, because it's like crazy. Because it's like, because does it sound different? Like when when you hear them like later, because they might oh, yeah, layer they some mix shit it. or like, well, and they yeah. mix it and stuff. Because I I send just raw files. It sounds yeah like raw. Mm-hmm. Everything straight up and down, just completely raw. Like yeah, um, nothing's mixed or I mean I set up all the shit myself and and luckily I have a few friends who have like I've been able to call and you know giving me some advice on like miking and stuff. Yeah, but for the most part, like. Do you have that sure pack? Because I've seen your videos. I have the sure yeah, pack. I yeah, I have the sure pack, I... and then I have like some other like some other mics just here and there, some sure stuff, some just random stuff that friends have given me. And sure, yeah, and I, I have like the uh, the eight channel like focus right. What do you, what do you use? Oh, for for like my board. Yeah. Oh, I I use the QSC TouchMix Thirty. Okay. I love that thing, dude. It's like yeah. it's honestly way more than I need, but it's like incredible, and I can do everything so easily on it mm-hmm. that um. 
I mean, I'm really stupid with anything technical, honestly. I'm Dude, good. At, same here, man. I'm like, I can play drums. That's about it. Yep, that's, like, <laughs> yeah. Do you have to run? Do you have to run your own tracks when you're doing like the live shows? No, never. I don't. I don't. Cool. I don't run tracks. I, I kind of yeah. like just always said no if someone asked if I can do that too. That's I'm gonna be. Like, that's no. my next. So I have like I have like some downtime. I have like a little gig that I'm. Uh, oh, that I already did. That's what I mean. Oh this yeah. This is coming out in March. Yeah, I already yes. did this one gig with my friend Scott um, from Real Big Fish. And I didn't tell anybody about it because I'm just kind of like promoting things that, you know, are within my wheelhouse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but this was a gig that I decided to take on and it was really fun and great, but now I'm back and I'm learning right now. I'm learning Ableton. That's, right. that's what, that's what I'm doing. That's smart, man. That's, there's that's there's cool. like some bands that are like, oh, well, I, I, they're always, they're always trying to get you, you know, like two for ones. They're always trying to do that shit. Yeah, I've I've always deal. just been like, no, I don't do that. Yeah, that's just my that's my answer when they yeah. ask if I do it. I'm just like, no, know, man. <sighs> yeah, I want because you know I also do you do you play any other instruments besides drums? A little bit, but not a whole lot. Okay. Like I can strum a guitar and stuff, but I don't, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I play. I, so I play. I play bass as well. Okay. And then, um, like when I was in high school, I played upright bass in my jazz band. Dude, my my band teacher didn't let me play drums. <laughs> and then when he. When he, le- I think looking back on it, I think maybe he was like, okay, Ryan already's got the drums. I, he needs to learn this thing now. Yeah, I want to. That's teach what him I really something. think. And then he ended, he ended up like he ended up dying like when I was like a senior. So then my, my middle school teacher came and became our high school teacher. And then I was able to, uh, and I was able to get back in the drums. And, I, and then I won a Louis Bell or sorry Louis Armstrong Jazz Award. I almost no said way. Louis Belson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I won right. a Louis Armstrong Jazz Award in, in my my senior year. No and way. I won, and I won a Woody Herman in my eighth grade year. Right. That's so, really cool. Yeah. So I played, yeah, I played a lot of jazz growing up too. But then I was like, I was really into like punk rock and ska. That yeah. was like my, that was like my thing. And then, um, and then I've been playing for like a lot of like alternative and indie bands though. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of like the last couple of years have been like a lot of just like slower, but like hitting like a lot harder. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I know the faster so, you play, it's like you can't get your arms up as high. <laughs> yeah, you can't get your arms up as high, and you, you try to do like the velocities and stuff. But like the slower, the slower it is, man, I'm just beating fuck out of those things. Yeah. You know, and I play for a lot of artists that like to kick my shit over and stand on my drums. So yeah. I'm like, fuck, might as well be hitting hard. Like, I, yeah, dude, for sure. So, okay, so the things you got coming up is you're you're gonna be you're gonna be on this tour that everybody's listening to right now, and they're gonna yeah. go see you play, and then you're gonna be you're basically gonna be on tour like all the time. It's either it's either you're on tour or you're at home playing drums. Yeah, it's always and, drums, and and honestly, like when people ask me what's next, I never really know because yeah. everything just comes up so like random. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I do know I'm about to leave for this nine week tour with Jaden and yeah, yeah it's going to be awesome. I'm, f- I'm fucking I pumped just, for you, man. I love it, man. I just yeah. love getting to play drums and meet people and do what I love to do. Yeah. With like the, with like the four minutes we have left on the show, like what, what's some advice you'd give to, to somebody that's just like trying to do like what we're doing? Dude, yeah. honestly, like just practice as much as you can. And I know everyone's like, oh, network. It's like, you, you know, mm. your hang is more important than, than your drumming. I don't know about I, that. <laughs> I'm, dude, people say that. Yeah. I, I hear people say that all the time. And I'm like, dude, my whole goal has been to out-fucking play everyone. And even yeah. though I'm not there yet, that's what I'm working towards. You're just, pretty close, bro. I just want to outplay people. Dude. I'm just like, I just want to yeah. be, like, the best drummer that I can be, you know. And, and um, I basically just play how I would want to watch, you know, a drummer play. But um, I've ripped off all my... Idols enough. <laughs> Thomas Bridgen has. Oh I've God. stolen every lick that I can possibly figure out from him, and I took lessons with him for. Oh really? Five years. Actually. I would say that he's like the Rick James of drums. Dude, he is just like he. He can just like smoke a bunch of weed and still be the most incredible drummer, dude, and just at, he's out of his mind in the best way possible. Dude, he'll but, literally, yeah, he'll 
outplay anyone right there. But but yeah, so basically just practice. My advice is to mm-hmm. anyone is just practice as much as you can. Be the best drummer you can be or musician or whatever yeah. you do. You know, whatever you mm-hmm. whatever it is that you do. Be the best that you can be at it. And just really like, you know, have your own style. Don't don't just like only copy someone because like the people who sure. just copy someone, it's like, oh, that's just, you know, Tommy Lee's wannabe, you know? Right. It's like, it's like you got to just be your own style and be what you like and play how, um, play what feels good to you. And, uh, but yeah, dude, like, you know, be, be cool and stuff, obviously, but try to, you know, just spend as much time practicing as you can, you know, you got to have man. a social life, but. Right. I, I definitely didn't have one for a very long time because I just locked yeah. myself in my room. Same practiced. here, man. All in high school, I was just like the guy that was just shedding it out all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, dude, I missed my own birthday party one year because I was like playing drums. When I was like <laughs> I a kid, that. I was like, eh, oh. I'm going to skip this because I feel really good playing drums right now. <laughs> well, I love that, man. So, yeah, that's my advice. Practice, be the best you can. How many drum kits you got in that in that studio space? Uh, we're up to almost 10 now. Really? Like, yeah. do you have like two across or anything like that? Oh, no. Right now it's just one at a time. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. yeah. Everything's stacked up. I have a, I sleep in that room. So yeah. that's my, I have a futon in there that I sleep on. And, that's cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's in my garage. So we, we usually just have one kit set up at a time, set mm-hmm. up at a time. If another drummer comes down, I obviously will set up another kit. Cool. But, uh. I want to be that other drummer, so probably please, like early summer. <laughs> please, dude. That would be amazing. I did a jam that. sesh with, uh, with Connor. As you, uh, we, oh, we posted crap. on, like, my Instagram and his and yeah, stuff, yeah. like, way back in the day. Um, okay, so how, so we have, like, a minute left. How, how can people find you, uh, on the internets? Yeah, so, um, all social media is Tosh underscore the drummer. Okay. Except my YouTube, which is Tosh Peterson. Okay. And, So, um, did, the, did the YouTube come first? Is that what happened? Or? Uh, no, I think it was just like one of those things that it was like, it like made itself with my, uh, with mm-hmm. my email. Okay. And I had like a different YouTube channel when I was like a little kid that was Tosh the drummer. Yeah. And I, I just like ended up posting on this one day on accident. And then I just kept <laughs> posting like when I started like touring and posting like drum cams and stuff. Yeah. And, and then I kind of just kept it going and I never changed it cause I didn't really care cause my YouTube doesn't really get any views anyway. Okay. So <laughs> I feel all the things that you're saying. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. like my YouTube is for like. If you're if you're a big fan and want to go watch the entire playthrough of some yeah. of the songs live, it's like sure. they're not edited videos; they're just my phone behind me, like my Instagram, yeah, you. you know. But it's just it'll be the full song. You just want to see, yeah, what you're what you're exactly doing. Yeah, and so, but yeah, everything is Tosh underscore the drummer, TikTok, Instagram, cool, Twitter, I guess. Um, well, dude, yeah. it was it was such a pleasure having you on, man. I I can't believe you drove all the way up here, and oh, you dude. Know, I appreciate your time and Anytime. I appreciate your energy. You're you're very inspiring, and it makes me want to go back and just keep. Uh, Keep shutting it out. You oh, know? Thank you, bro. I appreciate so, it. You're the uh, best. Yeah, you're, dude. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where your career is going to go. Oh, you know? thanks, man. But, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that was that was Tosh the Drummer here on Adobe Radio. And up next is Gone Fishkin. And uh, I'll see you guys all next week on Ryan's Human and Friends every single Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern to 5 o'clock Pacific. 